there's no such thing as a Pessimism Thursday. We're not doing Pessimism Thursday. There's Optimism Wednesday. We're not getting negative about the Indianapolis Colts or anybody else who plays locally. However, we are a little bit wary of the football team that calls Indianapolis home, the Indianapolis Colts. Minicamp ended yesterday, a day early, and you know what? There are questions to be asked and answered about this team, and Anthony Richardson is not among the most important. That's weird. We'll talk about the questions and some of the answers that are going to drive the train for this team, either to another four-win season, a seven-win season, a ten-win season, where are they going to land? And, and over the next few weeks, we're going to figure out a way to get really optimistic about this group, but right now, that optimism seems a little bit silly, i got to tell you the truth. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Jonathan Taylor a little bit. He talked to the media yesterday, and all of a sudden he was asked what he thought about Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley, and he got real honest real fast, and that's unusual. Not that he's dishonest, he's not. But he kind of peeled back the curtain a little bit about how he feels about his potential contract situation next offseason and whether he's going to get an extension this offseason. We'll talk about that too. Indiana University made $166 million last year, ranking 13th nationally and 5th in the uh, Big Ten. Wow, that's a lot of cash. I don't know where you would begin to spend that much cash, and it's just starting because USC and UCLA ain't even part of the conference until next year. So uh, the money is going to keep stair-stepping up. What is Scott Dolson, the athletic director at Indiana, going to do with it? And we'll talk about the... The U.S. Open, I'm done with golf, right, with the PGA. I'm just done with them. By the way, get well soon, Jay Monahan. whatever's going wrong with your medical uh, condition. Uh, terrible. It, sometimes your body tells you when you screw up, right? Maybe this is what that is. But uh, I'm done watching PGA events, but is there a loophole that will allow me to watch this weekend's U.S. Open without feeling like I'm violating my own personal boycott. We'll talk about that. This is Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, June 15th, 2023, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson is the best plumber in the world. You call him, he fixes your problems. It's what plumbers do. 765-610-8809 is the number. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Ring the bell, see the bell icon. When you hit that, you get an alert every time we post a video. It's a good thing. Good thing to do. So are super thanks. When you, when you make a super thanks, I am super welcome. Let's talk about sports. Hey, I want to remind you, two big brains. Great episode yesterday talking about the Colts, talking about IU a lot. Boogie Fland, maybe we talked about a little bit too much. He's a 13th-ranked player in the class of 24. We spent some time talking about Boogie Fland and his, his apparent need to refer to himself in the third person. Boogie this, Boogie that. It's like Jimmy on Seinfeld. That's a problem. We talk about that stuff. Dan Dockich and I had a great time yesterday on Two Big Brains. Just search Two Big Brains in the uh, the search strip up there, the search field, and off you go. Make sure you watch yesterday's. Some guy watched uh, one from four weeks ago and said, hey, 
Sterling, what are you doing wearing a hoodie? It's 80 degrees out, which it was. It was from four weeks ago, you boob. All right, let's talk about the Colts and the questions that are going to kind of... The answers to these questions are going to be really, really important as the Colts try to figure out what the hell they are and how good they can be. Uh, question number one, who's going to play outside corner? That's a great question. Darius Rush, he was back on the field yesterday working. That's a good thing. But he was a fifth-round pick out of South Carolina. And as a rookie, are you going to be able to trust a fifth-round pick to go out and shadow guys like Stephon Diggs and, and other elite-level uh, wide receivers? Juju Brents? I don't know. Juju Brents is not on the field. He's got a wrist. So he's got to figure out how to play NFL cornerback without playing in the minicamp. Hopefully he's ready to go come training camp time. How about Dallas Flowers? He wasn't good enough to play last year. I don't know why he would be good enough to play this year. He didn't start last year. Isaiah Rogers and Stephon Gilmore started. Now we do know, I ta I'm talking about outside corner, not slot corner. Kenny Moore is going to be the slot corner. All right, so when they're nickel, you, you've got a good slot corner. But you outside, that's a different thing. Julian Blackman is got, not going to be an outside corner. Last year he played some slot corners. This year he's going to be the strong safety. That's important too, because who are they going to play at safety? That's a question. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Jalen Jones, seventh-round draft pick. He's big, he's tall, he's rangy, he's all those things. Is he going to be... You gotta trust a seventh rounder to start a cornerback. I don't know what they're gonna do. I think you've got to go out and sign a veteran. I, I don't know how you don't. I don't think you have enough cornerbacks right now who can play at a high level to keep you in in cornerbacks during practices. Um, yeah, how much better is a guy like uh, Josh Downs gonna get playing against who? I guess he'd play against Kenny Jones, and he can get better against Kenny Jones. Uh, are all three projected wide receiver starters going to be healthy enough to play in the opener? We talked to Michael Pittman Jr. yesterday. Said, are, are you going to be ready to go for training camp? He's got a hip. And he said, we haven't put any timeline on this. That's not the answer you want to hear. What you want to hear is, yeah, you know what, if I needed to practice today, I could have practiced. We decided not to push it. That's what you want to hear. Michael Pittman didn't say that yesterday. We don't know what he's going to be. However... After practice, he did go out on the field, and he ran explosively a little bit, kind of working out. So uh, I hope that projects toward him being healthy. Uh, Josh Downs, we don't know. If you've got Pittman, Pierce, Josh Downs, you still have questions at wide receiver. If you don't have two of those three guys, you got problems, substantial problems at wide receiver, and wide receiver problems will cost you games in the NFL. Um, which running backs are going to be rostered for the opener? Sometimes they carry four, so they can carry four guys, but I think they're going to carry three. And those three, obviously, you're going to have Jonathan Taylor, assuming health, and he said that the plan is for him to open camp healthy. So that's a good thing. Uh, then you've got Zach Moss, and I, I think he's going to be fine. He is fine right now, so good. And then that third running back, um, you know what? They've had Jake Funk as a starting running back in camp. I, I don't see that happening. I see Evan Hull 
being the third wide or third running back for the Colts when uh, when as camp evolves as we move forward in camp and as we get to the season. I think by September 10th, uh, Evan Hull is going to be a part of this offense. He's going to be a contributor on offense. He looked good in minicamp, and he's going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy uh, that in in preseason, you're going to say, wow, hoo-wee, he's going to be that guy. You're going to want to see Evan Hull after you watch him in the preseason. People are going to like Evan Hull in the preseason. Don't let what you see deceive you into believing he is what he is not. What he is is a guy who can catch a football out of the backfield. He can block a little bit and he can run a little bit. And he's going to be good as that third running back type guy, that change of pace guy, that guy who can come in on third down maybe and spell Jonathan Taylor and go get some yards. Kind of that Naheem Hines type guy. But I think he's a little bit different from Naheem Hines. Um, I think that I, I think you're going to like Evan Hall. Who's going to knock down the opposing quarterback? That's a big question. That's how you win games in the NFL. You keep your quarterback upright and you knock theirs down. That's how you win. Who's going to knock it? Samson Ibakam. Oof. Samson last year had five sacks. That was his career high, those five sacks. The, the two previous seasons, if not three, he had four and a half sacks. That's kind of who he is. We'll see if he becomes a little more explosive and a little more destructive to opposing offenses this season in the Gus Bradley scheme. Then you look at Quiddy Pay. All right, Quiddy Pay had six sacks last year. Got to lift that up. Dio Odangbo is the interesting guy among the among the edgers. All right, Dio last year he had five sacks but he had three and a half in the last four games. So as he continued to get stronger, as he continued to get healthier, he continued to get better and and was a greater force on the defensive side of the ball for the Colts. And, and so we'll see what Dio does next year as well. But right now, you really don't have a guy who's even threatened in his career double-digit sacks. Yannick Ngakwe still on the street, which tells you what. Colts made the right move moving on. Who's going to play right guard? I don't care. It doesn't matter. If the other four guys play well, right guard, you're going to have, you know, Will Fries, that's okay. Uh, You want to slide Braden Smith in and have Blake Freeland start at right tackle? Go ahead. Braden Smith's a pretty good right tackle, though. Uh, You don't want to take a step back at right tackle in order to take a step up at right guard. That doesn't make sense. So we'll see who's out there. Danny Pinter, that wouldn't bother me a lot. Uh, Emil Echior from Cathedral and Alabama. That wouldn't bother me, even though physically he's not the prototype right guard. I'm all good. See what you can do. I trust Tony uh, Sperano Jr. to get this right. Tony Sperano Jr., we talked to Ryan Kelly yesterday. He's got this, this group trending upward, and that's a positive thing. Let's talk about Indiana Athletics. Indiana Athletics brought in $166 million dollars in athletic revenue last year. This in large part because the Big Ten's printing money, right? The 14 teams of the Big Ten, huge money. Ohio State led all of college athletics in revenue with $251 million. 
And it's only going to get better, I guess, as if you look at it that way, as USC and UCLA come to the conference next year. What is Indiana going to spend this money on? What are you going to buy? I don't, I don't know what it is that at this point you need with $166 million. It's kind of like, you know, I remember when the, the CTA, the Chicago Transit Authority, didn't know what to do with their money. They were taking in so much money that they just had rooms filled with cash because back then people paid with cash. You gave like a dollar and a quarter to the guy in the booth and they hit the ding and you went through the turnstile. They took all the cash, they just put it in a room. Stacks, and not even stacks, just piles of cash, like fallen leaves on the floor for the CTA. Indiana, I don't know if they got a room like that just filled with cash, but man, are they making bucks, right? Their revenue line, like I don't know how you go about spending that level of jack. $166 million in 2022. Uh, well, I guess you pay your coaches more. And they did with Terry Morin, a well-earned extension for Terry Morin. We'll see what happens as Mike Woodson kind of matriculates his way through now year three of uh, the great Mike Woodson experiment. So far, you got to call it a success. Tom Allen, he's making every bit of money he should, and then some in all likelihood. Indiana football has got to find a way to be competitive right away. If you're 13th in money and you're 5th in the Big Ten in money, 13th nationally, you better be able to put a football team on the field that is going to win damn games, and you better do it now. Or you find somebody who can, because money's not an object. All right, the U.S. Open starts today. I may suspend my boycott of watching golf. I may not, but I may, because the U.S. Open is not run by the PGA. It's not run by the Jay Monahan. Cotillion. It's run by the USGA. So I may suspend my uh, boycott of professional golf and then reinstate it immediately on Monday. Uh, Birthdays. The great Kyle, the Truth Miller, celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday to the Truth. Liam McKiernan, happy birthday, Wyatt Sprague, Nancy Guyot, Adam Licklider, uh, Mindy Workman, happy birthday, Scott DeVries. David Eliason, and Michelle Mosier. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. And if it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other up. Do not pull each other down. Be good to each other. We can make this a really cool place, or we can make it an absolute train wreck. We can do it either way. It's up to us. Make the world better today.